welcome to a new edition of Full Time Out with K Black and everybody's uncle. We're not gonna go do a whole lot of presenting and stuff. We gotta come in hot, man. <laughs> I got a lot of things. <laughs> I need straight to, to the punch. <laughs> straight to the punch. punch, man. First <laughs> off, you know, obviously, first thing first, we know what happened last night. Um, right. The debacle, you know, <laughs> the collapse <laughs> of the so-called. You know, those guys acted a fool all year talking about, you know, they're the best team in the league, acting like they had already won three rings. But then you yesterday... You know what I mean? With your boy, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> where, y'all, where y'all going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That, that That's actually the funniest part to me. It's like how all those guys acted all year and... When I texted you, I'm like, yo, these boys are like early third. I was like, these boys are tight. And it's like, if you have a team full of dogs, I mean, you're supposed to have that toughness. And when push comes to shove, you're supposed to be the one showing up. Mm. Mm. (laughs) What stood out to you in this, uh, in last night's game and overall in the series? The thing is, it it didn't go to, you know, it, it, it wasn't a push come to shove situation. You know what I mean? I think uh, Denver was so damn smart that every time it was like if the Clippers was like two seconds behind. You know what I mean? You know when like Floyd fights and everybody's like, yo, this person's a hard, a knockout artist. And Floyd's like, yo, you got to touch me for me to feel that impact. Right. And I felt like the Clippers looked like that. They could never impose, oh, after the, the, the one, the first three games, they couldn't impose their will. You know what I mean? Like they couldn't be physical. They couldn't be the dogs that we thought they were because – you know what I mean? They were not Denver was not staying in one spot too long. They were cutting. They were pass moving the ball, and they couldn't stay with them. That mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and and I feel that way too. It's like the thing that I really like. Like we need to talk about Jamal and 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 Jokic obviously because right. they were incredible. Once these two guys adjust and they figure you out, it's a wrap. Because offensively. Yeah, they're so skilled that you're not going to be able to, to stop them because they're going to have answers for everything. Right. And a team like the Clippers, we thought, oh, well, they're probably the most balanced team in the league where offensively, you know, they, they have what it takes and defensively they have some of the best guys. But I feel like they're really much more a defensive team than they were an offensive team where they really got discouraged by seeing the – the Nuggets score so easily. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, they were so uncomfortable last night. <laughs> like, it was bad. It was bad. Like, those guys were bad. super tentative, like, almost scared. Like, honestly, I thought, like, Lewell, Marcus Morris, Paul George, Never like, seen every, like that. All those guys were scared. All yep. scared. Like, Trez was fine. Um, obviously, Kawhi, like, he tried, but he missed shots. But right. all the other guys were. Just, like scared shitless. Like yeah. those guys were shook. Like, yeah, no, nah, they were shit. Like shots that they're used to taking, they didn't want to take them anymore. They don't want to take that three. They don't want to put it on the floor and, and, nope. and create for somebody else. <laughs> like, whoa, we ain't, we ain't seen you do that all season. Wow, what's this? <laughs> what, what's up? And, and like, there's a possession where uh, I think Van Gundy was like crediting them for moving the ball so fast. And in my mind, I was like, yo, they're just playing hot potato right now. Like, right. Nobody really, <laughs> nobody really wanted yeah. to take that shot. I mean, right? They moved it, moved it, moved it. It ended up being in the ends of Paul George, and he hit, like, one of the two threes he hit all night. I was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, golly, that's, you know, right. <laughs> once in a while. But, like, nobody wanted no parts of that game, no. of that pressure. Because, and in the end, it's like, that's what happens in the league. You have to be really confident in your skill set. Definitely. Especially you know? like down a situation like that. Like you, you know I mean, like you got to have a short memory and just let it go. If you're going to go down, go down your way. You know what I mean? Don't, exactly. Not, they all go and sit back and be like, man, I should have probably took that shot off. You know what I mean? Why was I scared? You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. been doing this my whole life. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and now you, you a little timid. You know what I mean? Like you shooting and you could just see from the form that, you know, they're a little short with it. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. not confident. I'm like, damn, you know, these are, you know what I'm saying, like pros, you know what I mean, panicking like that. That was crazy. It was crazy to see. And, you know, oftentimes I feel like confidence and that sort of feeling of not being scared and not panicking comes from preparation. Right. You know, 
And in terms of preparation, it's about the coaching staff. Right. And I, I think they just did a horrible job preparing those guys. Yeah. I mean, and in terms of the offensive side of the court, I felt like obviously Doc is a guy that lets his boys play a lot and tries to instill that confidence that you could, you could, you know, you could do your thing. And <laughs> that's why a lot of average guys do a little better when they play for, for Doc. And like some of his like best coaching jobs, so to say, are with teams that are not that talented. But right. this group, it wasn't about like, those guys needed guidance. They needed structure, and especially during those moments. What especially did you against a team like that. Yeah. So what did you think about Doc's performance uh, in this series? Man, he, he got out coach, man. How you up three, you know what I'm saying, 3-1, and then they just come back and run the table on you like that. It's, it's flat out simple. You got out coach. And you know what I'm saying? Like, the crazy part where it shook me was – down the stretch, like they were comfortable switching and Joker was the one covering Kawhi. Yeah. Like how were there not like outside movements to get Kawhi to cook Joker? You know what I mean? And it was like, I was like, damn, yo, like how is Joker comfortable? And he didn't even, Joker didn't have that fear that he had when he was playing Utah. No, you know not I mean? at all. Like, yeah, I got this. Yo, yeah. nobody know. Yeah, I got this. And that, that's him checking the MVP. You know what I'm saying? The final mm-hmm. last, his finals MVP. So to me, that stood out the most. I was like, dang, you know, like, how you let them comfortable switching with Joker? You know what I'm saying? On your best player. Like, yeah. that's crazy. The, 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 the fact that they didn't expose him as much as Utah did, to me, was like the, one of the key points in the series. It's like, either those guys from the Clippers are not as good offensively as we thought they were, right. and they're just not that creative, and they just can't take advantage of the matchups as well. Right. Or the coaching side is really just that bad where they can't figure out where their matchups are and what to really take advantage of, what spots that they need to get to and send the ball to in order to make their offense flow more, you know, fluidly because at some point when you get down to it, when you're, you know, behind by one or two points, you need to have your go-tos that you can get to. And it's like, they never had any go-tos. They didn't. And it, but the thing is, you're talking about if they were not, you know what I'm saying, comfortable or good enough to do certain things. Like, what crosses my mind is you could be as good as you want, but sometimes, you know what I'm saying, like, you got to have the other guys around you to, you know what I'm saying, they got to do something to keep the help side busy. But if you, mm-hmm. they're just standing there and you allow the help side to just zero in on that mismatch that he has, you could be as good as you want, but the shot or the mismatch that you see is not, you know what I mean? The mismatch you think you're, you know what I'm saying, you're facing. Exactly. And, and guys that are subpar defender can look a lot better if they know they have help ready there and nobody's moving in, on the weak side. Exactly. You know? Jokic looked like freaking Tim Duncan out there, he you know, with his amazing. 22 contesting everything at the rim. It's like, this guy's not a good defensive player. No, that's <laughs> what just... I'm saying. Like, it was killing me to see him on Kawhi and he was comfortable with that. Like, that was killing me. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, if he doesn't have to move and he stays in a position, like the guy's seven foot tall with a long wingspan, and if he challenges you at the rim, and he, you don't have to jump. Exactly, you're like, gonna miss a few. <laughs> exactly, it's not like he's coming in there late. He's already there because you don't have any movement. Exactly, you know? exactly. So that was just like it was super frustrating to watch because you think to yourself, and we talked about it last week. I mean, we said this team is super inconsistent. You know, they come out, they act like, you know, whatever, everything is supposed to be given to us. But, right. like, you're going to come out, like, and that was the case. Like, you come up against a guy that can really go off, and they had two of those. Yep. And that was the thing. Like, and they put Luke, really well together. Exactly. Luca was by himself. Yep. You know, them two boys, they had each other. So, if one is off and, and one is... And, yeah. even, and even the thing with Luca saw to cut you off is, even if KP was there, KP plays more outside yeah what's his name mixes it up yeah and he's such a good passer that it's just you just can't do nothing about it you know what i mean like even when you're like all right he's not scoring he's finding somebody completely open for a layup yep so he's still hurting you you know what i mean like kp if he's not making shots like i'm doing a good job i just he just took a contested three i live with it yeah the other guy even when you take a breather for like two seconds he's just gonna pass that joint right next to your ear and you won't even see it coming and lay up and that, that breaks <laughs> down the defense. Yeah. That, 
it, it just kills them. You know what I mean? And I think the one of the things too is I think the Clippers, we I think they were good with being on ball. Yeah. But they're not good at covering uh cuts and stuff like that. No. They, they were like and, and and everybody said oh they're the best isolation defense. Like they're the best at defending isolation. You, Denver <laughs> never needs to isolate them. <laughs> That's not their style. Right? No, that's not how they play. They're just like, right? well, we're not going to isolate. Like, at worst, you're going to double this guy, and that plays right into what we want because we want right? guys to be cutting, and we want no, him to be a facilitator for everybody else. Like, right? I, I probably would have just defended him one-on-one -on -one and maybe let Jokic work, go for 45. Work. Yes, yeah. go for 60 if he wants to. Yeah, but them making him a passer – that, you know, it allows Paul Melsap to go off. It allows Gary Harris to feel comfortable. Yeah. Now Jeremy Grant is hitting shots. And now, you know, and all hell breaks loose. All at hell that point, breaks loose. At that point, you can't stop him because now nope. it's flowing. Everything is moving. They're feeling comfortable. They got right. their, their legs in. Guys and now who are not supposed to be doing much is now feeling nice taking step backs on you and making them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man. But... We need we need to talk about Nicola though. Um, honestly, and and we posted it on the, on our IG page. You know the right. uh, the shot charts and how well he was shooting there during the playoffs because he wasn't shooting like that during the season, especially from three. Right. Um, but I think he's the most unique offensive players I've I've ever seen. Definitely, definitely. Like, from what he brings to the table and the the package that he has. As far as like the passing ability, him posting up off the dribble, and everything he does, he can do off the catch and off the dribble. Yep. Like he can shoot and pass off the dribble. He has some pin downs for that dude. For yeah. Him to come off a curl. Like when Pop said, I think I think it was Pop that said he's like Larry Bird. Yeah. He's modern day Larry Bird. I was like, man, you kind of full crap, you know, because right. that guy doesn't shoot like Larry and whatever. But yeah, man, <laughs> like. He's showing us something right. different, man. Hey, man. Bubble Joker, man, is different. <laughs> it's different. It's different. Honestly, like, where do you put him in the, in the league's ranking? Like, top what? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I had him in my first team, if I'm not mistaken. We, we, both, we both had him in All-NBA first team. And listen, man, right now, Bubble Joker, he's up to He's up there. You know what I mean? I think he, he showed the conversation. I think after this whole bubble situation next year, the rankings got to change. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like a few names that we keep bringing them back mm -hmm. needs to leave that top 10. Nope, nope, nope. They're not even looking from outside looking in. <laughs> <laughs> outside looking in, man. Because listen, a few guys that I can name that, no, man, no, no, no. You, yeah, I mean, your name doesn't ring that bell anymore, man. I'm sorry. Nope. No, nope. you, you you haven't been proven for a minute. You know what I mean? You haven't been winning. And listen, you no, it ain't it. We like your game. You know what I mean? It looks good from outside looking in, but it doesn't. You know, it just doesn't cut it, man. Nope. Uh, like if you if you replaced Nicola, like Yak uh, no Giannis with Nicola, mm -hmm. I think the Bucks are still alive. Yeah. Yeah, because those guys fit into what he's doing. Those guys fit into what he's doing. He has yeah. more skills than Giannis. He's more exactly. unstoppable than a lot of those guys. Yeah. Like, and I just, I'm not talking necessarily about as a scorer, but like yesterday, he didn't score. He shot five for 13 and right. he dominated the game. You felt right. like this guy was the best player in the game. Like, even though Jamal scored a bunch of buckets and had 40, you felt like Nicola was the best guy on the court. At right. all times. Right. No, but I, I, I agree with you 1,000%. I mean, just look at the simple fact that when the Bucks won their one game yeah. and they were going through Chris Middleton, mm. and they won that game yeah. doing that. Now imagine, imagine Joker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Imagine Joker doing that. You know what I mean? It's over. I it's think over. they would have yeah. probably been, you know what I mean, the Eastern Finals right now. Yeah. Not for real. And Look, the the the, the all NBA teams came out. I mean, we we got to talk about that for a little minute there, because 
Golly, what are those choices? <laughs> My God, <laughs> what happened? That listen, man. I don't even know. I think listen more and more. I look at that stuff, and I'm like, they they're just good with the names. You know what I'm saying? Like they they've been stuck in that. They don't want to look at things for what it is, and they rather be like, yo, that name or this person is being productive, so that's enough. They don't want to look in deeper. And exactly. That, that's the sad thing. That's the really the sad part because the fact that Russell Westbrook made it for the fifth seeded Houston Rockets while he was shitting the bed the first half of the season. Right. And Bradley Beal that took a team that people thought were not going to win 10 games to, you know, they, they were invited to the bubble. They were invited. And he was by himself. He was by himself. Average 36 assists. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane to me. Like, Kyle Lowry didn't make it. And you know what I mean? It's not like Kyle just didn't lose his finals MVP and there was zero expectation for them. And They, they were the know? second seed. Like, you're telling me the second best team in the East only has one good player in this, Pascal Siakam? Crazy. Crazy. I don't, I don't know what they'd be looking. I think they, they love the flash more than the productivity, I think. And if it, like, Bam not making it over Gobert. Like, go. Yeah. Like, come on now. Listen, I'm looking at Bam and more and more, man. Bam is nice, yo. On both ends of the court, man. He's oh, a problem. Uh, now now you see problem. what I saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Bam, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bam, yo. He's different. You know what I mean? Like, offensively, defensively, man, he's a problem. Nah, he, 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 was, he was insane. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that series, actually. Last night's game one, Miami against the Celtics. That was a dope-ass. That was a great game. Yeah. I think that series, that series, like, the East playoffs this year have not disappointed. Like, no. And we knew, like, first round wasn't going to be it, but from the second round, right, it was going to be serious business, and it's been serious business. It's been, yeah. Um, so, in that game, I think the biggest thing for me was, again, uh, it seems like Kemba, Kemba's not it, man. like i don't want to overreact because you know he's an all-star and he's a really really good player and everything but man it's been hard to watch the last few games it's been you know what i kind of forgive him with with, with toronto situation because toronto actually boxed and won him yeah i feel like in a situation like that i forgive you for not being they threw him out of whack a little you know yeah but you know i mean last night's game i'm not i'm not too sure what happened like he seems like he struggled to beat any and everybody off the dribble. Like, yeah. It was like nobody was scared of Kemba. They were like, they'll switch, and I seen uh, Dragic checking them. I'm like, what? Yeah. And we, like, and we, what's and going we, on here? We talked about the Miami Heat. Like, they were playing zone all year because their dribble penetration defense wasn't really that good. And, like, that's supposed to be Kemba's strength. Like, that's what he does. He's supposed to be able to, you know, right. get to the rack, get to a spot, make that jumper. But, man, like, Field goal percentage the last three games, 18%, 31-31. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he, if he doesn't give them some better games, they're, they're in trouble. Big, big oh, trouble. they're definitely in trouble. Well, at least they got to use him as decoy. Like, coach got to do something. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I have a problem with the shot that uh, Jason took. Yep. The one uh, that took them to OT. I felt like Kemba kind of set him up for it. After he passed him the ball, he should have had some type of movement on the opposite end. He allowed Jimmy to be comfortable sitting there and stopping my man from going right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think he would have cooked Jones. No disrespect, but <laughs> I think he would have he would have took him. You know what I mean? If he would have Kemba would have kept you know what I mean uh, Jimmy busy, but he yeah. didn't. He just stared at him and just kind of watched him. Took a wild shot, and you know what I mean. At the end, Tatum got blamed for it, and he looked crazy. But you know the team didn't help him much on that situation either. No, and, and, and I feel like that's, that's a big issue uh, in the league today where most of the guys that play, you know, that are ball-dominant players, like, they really s- sometimes stand and watch. Yeah. You know, when they don't have the ball and they're not, like, they don't have that reflex to, to do it. Like, actually, Jamal does it. I mean. That's why he's really good with Joker. Yeah. Maul does it. Steph does it. Like, the, but those are like the only few guys that really consistently do it. Like, but the other guys, man, look at the guys from Houston, Harden, Westbrook. They don't, they don't move <laughs> at all when they don't have. But it's also guys that are not athletic doing it too. You know what I mean? They realize that. Listen, 
I'm not going to beat them, you know what I'm saying, with my athleticism. You know what exactly. I mean? But I can outsmart them, though. You know what exactly. I mean? I keep moving, and you know what I mean? That's what it is. And uh, because they keep moving, they keep the athletes busy and on their heels. You know what I mean? It drives them nuts. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think, I think that series, it's going to be a game-by-game -game thing because these two coaches, they're just really well, and you're going to see some some stuff that Boston will adjust with. They're probably going to uh, put a different matchup on Dragic or try to throw something at him that make, to make him uncomfortable because they had Jimmy in check. Right. You know, for most for of the most game. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. And then, but Dragic was keeping him into it and then Jimmy took over at the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, next series, the, the one we didn't talk since... You know, last episode, we're still in the mess of the second round, but right. man, I'm glad the Lakers booked uh, that ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I'm more of a Houston hater than anything, man. Damn. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is not like, I try to stay on bias, but this was super biased, man. I didn't want to see that team get near the conference finals, near the NBA title. That's I mean, okay. <laughs> I feel you. But um, what, what, what do you feel like is – what comes next for Houston, though? Because they mortgage their future by trading for Westbrook. Right. Uh, obviously, they don't – I think they, they traded a first-round pick to get Robert Covington. Yeah. Uh, so, for – this is a team built for now. Right. So, they're, they're obviously missing something right now to get it done. So what do you feel is next? Like, do they just they... run it back? Nah, get rid of Russ. How do you get rid of Russ? Trade him. Find some, somebody that's going to take him. <laughs> and I feel like, and it's sad because I feel like his value probably went down. It, it did went yeah, down, it, go down. It didn't? You said or it did? It did. Obviously yeah. it did. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's like, now what are you going to get with that dude? You know what I mean? Because I don't know how they thought that was going to work out. Russ don't shoot threes. So unless you're going to make um, James, like, off-ball permanently, it was not going to work out. It wasn't. You know what I mean? And so I don't know why and, they moved behind that move, but I'm like, are they crazy? And like, especially for a team that? that's so based on analytics and that, you know, pride themselves on, like, finding the most efficient guys and, you know, the best talent but also the most efficient. Right. Like, you're probably thinking the – like least efficient MVP or all NBA first team guy of the last 20 years, you know, and you're putting him on a team that tries to play this brand of basketball where it's just drive and kick and make threes. And like, and the guy is used to having the ball all the time, literally all the time. So how, yeah, yeah it never yeah, made sense. The, the, the only way it would have worked out is if they, they split the offense in two half court, the ball is in James hands. And yeah. let's say off the rebound, let Russ go crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, let him just take off and just either get something on his own or feed one of the guys in transition. Because he wants to play that way, right? He's fast and whatever. And James kind of want to walk it up a little bit, pound the ball, and then yeah. throw up his step back. So if they would have split it that way, then I see it working better. But even the bubble, they were not really playing like that. It was like, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And even when Russ will push the break, guys were not running with him. <laughs> Well, no, because he played five himself. guys all game. <laughs> there you go. That's another issue. Like they never, like they never play a deep rotation, and guys are playing like. And the thing is, when you're playing small ball, like and that small, it wears like, you out. Yeah, it wears you down, man. It wears you out. Yeah. You know, and it takes a lot away from you. Yeah, <laughs> it does. You know, like see, PJ Tucker he did a like commendable job, but he did. man. That man was gassed. <laughs> he was. Like, like, of course he, he was. was. Like, what is this? Switching on LeBron, switching on AD. Like, you the guy's 6'4". I mean? <laughs> what do you want him to do with that? Yeah, nah. It was, it was, the thing is, like, I'm not against small ball, but... Not at all. The reality is, what, what you want and how the Warriors did it, it's not necessarily small ball. You want skilled ball. Yeah. And that's the biggest difference. Like, the Miami Heat go small, but Bam at the five, it's just that they have more skilled players. Like, 
Olenek at the five, they had just have skilled guys all yeah. over. It's not yeah. showing that they're small. It's just they have five guys on the court that can pass, triple, and shoot. But also and, the ball moves, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Versus, let's say, Houston where one guy is pounding the ball and do it as small. But, you know what I mean, what's really his advantage? Just staying on the corner and waiting to jack up a three? And, you know, and, it ain't working out like that. And for an offense like that, Anthony Davis is probably the best guy to just throw that away because he covers so much ground and you're not going to expose him on a pick and roll or in isolation situations where it's like, right. and guys can be a little more aggressive when closing out on shooters. And so you run people off the three and there's this guy, the best defensively in the league yep. waiting there. And, you know, so the, the Lakers figured them out throughout the series, but I felt like the, the Rockets never really had that many solutions. Like their thing was going to work. And if it worked because if the Lakers never adjusted, then that was the only way they could win. If the Lakers right. figured it out, then that was a wrap because, again, no plan B. Right. You know, you put all your chips in one thing and you say, <laughs> man, we're going to go play small all the time with six guys and we're going to be fine and shoot 75 threes a game. It's going to come back and bite you. Right. No, that's the fact. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's the thing. You, you got to be a championship team. You got to have different solutions. You got to have plan A, plan B, uh, and different things. Um, the other thing that you know, last time we were celebrating our, our main man Kyle, you know, <laughs> that Philly guard. No, uh, that Philly guard, man. You know, calling him Captain Canada. Even though now I feel like you know that boy from Kitchener. <laughs> <laughs> He's the captain, Canada. Hey, man. No. I, is, is he the best Canadian player in the league? Um, Jamal? Uh, no, I know you that, uh, man. I, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. And um, I just think it's it would be slightly disrespectful to Steve Nash to say no, no, that right now. No, no I'm, I'm not saying ever. Are you talking about right now? Right now. Oh, hands down. What you mean? <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> man, how you allow me to think for two minutes like that? You should have cut me off <laughs> and looked at me man, like I was like, crazy. Man, is he giving that much props to Wiggs? I was like, what? I've seen what? Wiggs in the playoffs. So, you know, yeah, hands yeah. down. It wasn't, it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah, no, he's doing it right now. He is doing it. Yeah, no, because – and I felt like, you know, down the line, shape – Probably will be the best guy, but man, the way Maul improved and what he like. Qu yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said the way he improved. Maul, Maul got better. Um, I have a. He's like, making like, more shots more consistently. He is, he is, and I think he's playing really, really good. Um, I want to see him in regular season. What do you mean? No, what I mean by regular season because I feel like. The bubble has a major impact. A lot of guys were looking amazing. Uh, in the and playoffs, I mean, and, though? In the offs? In the playoffs, and it, he looks amazing, I think. But the thing is, I feel like the bubble situation kind of amplifies certain scenarios. You know what I mean? First, you, what keep, do you, playing mean? The same, first yeah. you keep playing the same gym. Yeah. Right? Okay. You know what I mean? I think you're not moving around much. I think okay. scouting report, I think with the coaches, the coaches that he has, they're able to pick the teams apart. I think he's such a smart player that it's an advantage for him right, in this situation right now. And I feel like in, an, in another scenario outside the bubble where, you know what I'm saying, he doesn't get to pick things apart like how they're doing right now, I'm not sure if he looks as good. You know what I'm saying? I'm not – listen, I don't want to take anything away from him, but it, it kind of it puts me in the same scenario when Kawhi left the Spurs. I needed to see him in another environment to kind of put that stamp on it. And even that right now, looking at it, if you look at what happened yesterday – Kawhi is no, good, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? And the He's thing not, is, Kawhi, Kawhi left the Spurs for another team that was like... That a, plays like the Spurs. Exactly. Super well-structured team and that really emphasizes your strengths. You right. Know, because a lot of the guys of the Raptors are going to get paid because they're getting coached by Nick Nurse. And we talked about that. Right, um, right. And, and I only realized that in the series because he had to basically beat KD in OKC. Yeah. And <laughs> it wasn't like advertised. It wasn't. He's good. He's really good. It, he's straight top five in my eyes. Yep. But just like I suspected a few years back when I was like, I need to see him leave that scenario to see 
how good he really is because people started comparing him KD and stuff like that. KD is the same everywhere. Yep. You know what I mean? One-on-one type or team type, he's the yep. same. Put him at the Rucker. Put him in Turkey with USA Basketball or in Rio. Put him in, uh, in Golden State. That boy going to average 30. You're going to put 30 on the board when it matters most. And with high efficiency. Like, it doesn't matter. The same. He doesn't change. It doesn't change. But the thing is, like, but with Maul, okay, so right. the bubble playoffs also exposed a lot of guys. It did. It did. And, and that's what, we're, like, we're, we're, we're talking about Kawhi now. Like, Paul George, same thing. Harden, you know, it's the same, you know. Man, I don't history. think he exposed Harden. I think Harden is who we thought he was. But Harden is who we thought he was. And that's the thing with Maul is, like, we thought he was something. Last year, it's like, oh, this guy is kind of inconsistent. You know, right. one game is going to put up 40, and the next game right. is going to shoot two out, two out of 13. Right. But then after those, those three games against the Jazz, it's like, man, it's just been all-NBA-type performances. Listen, he right now he's all-NBA. Like, I'm not going to take any credit away from him. The way he's been playing, like, he's top five in the bubble right now. You know what I'm saying? The way he's been playing. No, you can't take – listen, the numbers top he's been putting up – Right now, not, not top five in the bubble. No, off performance. Not. I'm not saying like no, not, not even off performance. All the forty point game that he been putting up. I think I think Tatum's played overall better than him. I don't know. I don't know. His because teammate obviously his teammates played better than him. Who? Jokic. Jokic's been better than Maul in the playoffs. In the offs. In the. I mean, Jokic, listen, Jokic's been amazing. And I think everything that Maul is getting is off Jokic, without a question. I'm not saying, but the thing is, the performance, I'm talking about performance numbers. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying? When I say better player, I'm talking about strictly performance. Yeah. And the 40-point games that he's been putting up, the type, the back and forth with, uh, what's his name? With, with, with the spider. Mitch, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, that was some legendary stuff that he was doing. Nah, that was some AI. Now, nah, honestly, yeah, you might be right, though. You, you know might I mean? be right. Yeah, and yesterday, yesterday he put up 40, man. Yo! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Jordan, and listen, don't get me wrong. He keeps get he's feeding off Joker, and Joker's really good. Like, to me, Joker's the MVP of that team. Like, yeah. he's the motor of that team. Yeah. But performance-wise, Maul has been better. Even then, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Listen, it, it, it's the same situation with AD and LeBron. LeBron yeah. is the motor. AD been performing better, right? Yeah, all year, though. It's the yeah. same situation. Yeah, yeah no, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's the yeah. same situation. You know what I mean? Like, Joker's the motor. You know what I mean? He's the one. If he's not there, I don't think Ma is putting up those numbers. He allowed to, you know what I mean, do his thing. And Ma has been answering to the calls. Yeah. No, definitely. No, I agree with you there. And yeah, it's not even close. It's the best Canadian. I think if yeah. if if we have to do, actually, let's just for fun. We we got time. Just a little top five Canadian boys. Top five Canadian boys. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Steve Nash. You talking about like right now? In no, the yeah, yeah, right now, right now, right now, right now, Maul, right now. Yeah. Maul, um, Shay. Yeah. Um. Dang. Moshe. Damn. Now, now it, it becomes like a little mix there, going from there. Moshe. Those are like solidified. Yeah. <laughs> the rest, I feel like it could go anywhere, really. You know what I mean? Between, let's say, like the... I, the, I, I would have Dwight Powell third. Dwight? You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about Dwight, but at the same time, oh, I, yeah, no, actually, I wouldn't put Drew. Nah. Drew Why not, not top Drew? five. Why not? You're not top five. Performance. I'm, I'm saying if, if I got to have a playoff game, like game seven last night where pressure is on, Drew is one of the guys. He's going to be shy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's, you know, anything bad, but, you know, let's just say he's going to look more like Lou Will than Ma. That's a fact. That's a fact. I think he'll shy away. He'll like, shy away. Guys like, I mean, I've seen Kelly in game seven put up and bring that team to the conference finals. Um, obviously, I think I think Dylan would be a guy that wouldn't shy away. Dylan definitely not shying away. Um, who else? Yeah, right now I'd probably be that those five guys. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Marshall, I mean, like. Dwight, Kelly, and, and Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like works. Dylan more on my team than Drew, I think. Without a question. Dylan going to take those shots. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I feel like I know what I get from Dylan every day. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a consistency. You're going to step on that gas. He, on, he, on, he, on both sides of the floor. I don't think I've ever seen Andrew no Wiggins take a charge in my life. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. I don't think I've seen him either. You know, I mean, it just is what it is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Let, let's put that aside. So, uh, yeah, Raptors. So we're talking about Cal, you know, we, we sidetracked a little bit. So Raptors, right. uh, they lost game seven. Obviously, you know, they fought hard. You know, it was uh, – They did. It was a great series, man. That game seven was – I mean, a little excruciating because, I mean, I think we saw some stuff that we thought could have been exploited, but they weren't. Right. right. Um, first, what did you think about, like, that game specifically? Then we we're going to go about the, this series and what's to come for that team for the next few years. That game seven? Yeah. Um, it was a good game for most part. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that, you know what I mean, that game seven, unlike last night's game, you know what I mean? Like, it was closed <laughs> all the way to the end. Yeah, you nobody was mean? scared in that game. People nobody were trying. Was scared. You know I mean? People <laughs> were going at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, and they were battling. And I think a few things could have changed. Um, I think guys were running out of gas. Um, yeah. and, and where it affected them the most is offensively. And that's the thing, too, when you get tied and you're in the game, you don't realize that you're tied. You're like, no, coach, I can still go. But your body automatically shuts down on you without you realizing. Yeah. So you stop moving the ball as much as you wanted to. Guys are watching the ball more. So mm -hmm. one guy's pounding the ball, and Boston's really good defending the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you ain't got no action around, and you've seen it, the time that there was like a little click where they start moving the ball, boom, they get an easy one. Yeah. And then they come back, and like human nature, your body start, you know what I'm saying, slowing down on you. Like, I'm tired. You go to the corner. You know what I mean? One guy has the ball at the top. Hands on your knees. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? And it's once again, it's human nature. You know what I mean? Like you just, it, it sneaks up on you. And mm -hmm. that's, I think that's what happened. Yeah. Nah, and I feel that way too. And, and the thing is, look, we, we said at the, at the start of the series, that was probably not a series for Mark. Right. And I mean, he played close to 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And that was probably 20 minutes above what he should have. Right. Um, he was minus 19 in the minutes that he played. And, and if you look at it, it's just like Boston was so much more comfortable offensively when he was out there. Definitely. Because they felt like they, they had an advantage every time. Like, yeah. okay, we can attack him on the pick and roll. Like, they're obviously right. – they're always, you know, playing down with him, not necessarily, you know, hedging hard or whatever. Right. So those guys were just like, well, I'm just going to attack this guy as aggressively as possible and get to the rack. Right. And they were just able to do that all the time. So I felt like he could have gone to Ibaka a little more, especially because he was the only guy that shot a legit percentage in that series. So what? Ibaka. He could have you used Surge. He could have used Surge a yeah. little more. Yeah. And, and probably gone to the bench a little more. I think I'm better more on the bench than going more for Serge. I think Serge is very good with his minutes that he plays. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, sometimes when you watch a game, you kind of get carried away where you start feeling like, oh, this person is playing well, he should play more. But yeah. certain people are good with whatever you give them. You know what yeah. I mean? And if 20 is what they're good at, they're going to be very good with 20. Yeah. As soon as you start spreading a low, you know what I mean? That's when productivity starts going down. So, I, I, I would have bet more on the bench because, you know, they, they did it throughout the season. You know what I mean? They, they showed. I know it's playoff, but I think it would have allowed guys to rest up a little bit more. You know what I mean? I think even let's say they would have went by that series, the next one would have been very tough trying to, you know, load up on those minutes. Yeah. No, definitely. And the thing is, like, they, they, they had a sort of a recipe that worked all year where it's like those two guys play at the five and – you know, they mix it up with different guys off the bench. But, like, maybe they could have played, you know, more Pascal at the five, like we said, you know, 
Right, right. Maybe try to a Ronde at the five for, right. for good measure. Try, try, you know, try a CB at the five. And right. try to have that thing where Boston has to adjust every time where it's a different guy that does a different thing. Like, right. you know, Ronde is a good cutter and gets after it, you know, defensively and can guard multiple positions. CB right. is a pick and pop option and can also, you know, space the floor vertically. Whereas right. it's not always Mark who's a pick and pop and Serge who's not really a good passer. So you're able to right. just let him play one-on-one. So right. I felt like... And like you said, though, the bench also did a great job running the transition this year. Yes. And yes. I think that's what they were lacking um, in those games is those transition points. And I think putting those younger legs, fresh legs, mm-hmm. would have definitely helped out a little bit. And, and, and counting up also the facts that, that Boston... Is not really deep. No, sir. No, <laughs> in that series, both coaches really didn't play a lot of guys. So maybe, no. maybe Nick felt like you know, I'm not comfortable playing some of my second or third stringers against their first unit guys. But but if I'm not mistaken, then Boston go through their third stringers, even though it was like quick five minutes. Yeah, they they really try to get like let me get a quick five minutes from Samuel Jolie right there. And hope right. he doesn't hurt us. Let me get a, right. a quick five minutes of Robert. Not actually, Robert Williams was pretty good, but you know, five minutes of Enos, five minutes of yep. uh, what's his name, the rookie from Romeo Langford. You know, right? Let me get a like Wanamaker. Let give give me a little right. five to ten minutes here and there. You know, and it's right. like trying to buy time. And the fact is, because the Raptors guys were probably a little tired, they couldn't take a full advantage of those five minutes that those guys are there. That's a fit. You know, so, yeah. I mean, they're going to look at it and maybe that was part of the plan that they really didn't want to play those guys that many minutes, but I feel like that would have been to their advantage to to try to explore a little more on the roster. Um, Definitely. Definitely. So, next next summer, uh, they have a couple free agents. Uh, Guys, Fred is a free agent. Uh, Serge is a free agent. Mark is a free agent. What's what's next? Obviously, they paid Pascal. Wait, hold up. Let, let's talk about Pascal. Um, right. He's been named All-NBA second team because, obviously, for the first three or four months of the season, he was really one of the best 15 he guys. Was. He was really playing yeah. well. Let's not discredit the kid. But to you, what, what could he have done maybe to – to shake off that slump that he was in, and in, in the bubble, and what 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 do you think uh, Nurse could have done for him in that situation? When you have a guy um, that you can see is losing his confidence at that right. point, it, it's it's tough. It's tough because you know what I'm saying like you're in the mix. You know what I mean, and it's hard to to change any. I think a lot of some of the stuff is it's just in his nature the way he plays, and that's the style that has been working all season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now for you to just change your nature just like that, to me, it would have been very difficult. I think the only thing I see the coach doing more is maybe playing them at the five more. Yeah. Um, just because he could probably take advantage of that situation a little more. Um, but as far as him, I think it's just getting back to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Watching game films. Um, because I think some of the stuff that I saw with him is, and especially with a team like Boston, is you can't, you can't catch the ball and, not know what you're doing right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you catch it, you got to be active to keep the defense busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's you have to be Jason decisive. Exactly. That is something yeah. Jason is really good at. Like, he catches the ball and it's in straight sweep jab, you know what I'm saying, just to keep you off on your heels. Yeah. And then he just sizes you up. You know what yeah. I mean? And then now he, he's toying with you. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that that was the biggest issue with Pascal is whenever he caught the ball, it's like, he, he looked at whatever was going on. He was trying to make a read, and it was taking about two, three, four seconds, and the defense yep. is just closing in, closing in, closing in. Then by the time he thinks he saw something, that thing is gone when he puts the ball on the floor. Yeah. So I think, like, that's watching more film and, you know, and, and working out, really. You know what I mean? I think that's the best way he could come back and, and kind of fix that situation. And I think it's actually good for his development that it happened. You know what I mean? And if he takes it that way and he approaches it that way, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, no, and I, and I feel that same way. I, I hope it, it doesn't break him because right. sometimes you can see guys where they get figured out and they're never the same where it's like, man, 
I don't know if I can play at that level anymore where I can right. be that guy anymore. And I they feel like everybody's got to figure it out. But, you know, right. Pascal has stuff in his game that you, you can't teach. Like, he plays hard all the time. He has he an amazing wingspan. Uh, right. You know, he has super speed. Um, right. The thing is, like, it, it's really just about the little things, just finishing, concentrating, and making sure, like, again, like you said, be decisive on your stuff. Right. And right. working on that feel for the game where you're playing more and you're guided by the right people that tell you, okay, on that spot, you need to react a little faster. Get it, exactly. jab, and go. Okay, if you see him covering you that way, you need to be able to make that decision. And it comes right. with film, obviously, but it also comes with a lot of, you know, three-on-three -three situations, you know, or, you know, five-on-five, -five, guided five-on-fives maybe, you know. Exactly, like, exactly. It gets, it gets to learn all by, while you know, doing the stuff. So that, that's exactly what I was about to say. I'm happy you said that. You said guided because I was about to say, you know what I'm saying? Like you could play, but a thing with playing, especially when you play pickup is you're going to look good. You're going to do what you used to doing and you're going to yeah. get off, you know what I'm saying? Doing your thing. And sometimes that could be misguided where you think, Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like I figured it out. I'm nice. But then season yeah. comes. Exactly. When season comes and then you got to, you know what I mean? They throw you some of the stuff that, you know what I mean? Will, change you then you're like ah you know what i mean and you realize damn like i didn't fix it you know what i mean yeah. so i think like you said guided threes guided fives you know put him in those situations that he was uncomfortable and just trying to go through them yeah definitely I, I, it, it's a it's a you know a learning curve you know definitely you, it's you know, a good one it's a good one there's nothing wrong with that exactly like it's not a guy that that's been playing basketball his whole life. The guy who started playing at 16, you know, and right. he's what, 24, 25 now. So right. it, it's, it, it comes with the territory where, you know, he hasn't played ball for a long time. He's not going to have the best feel for the game. So those right. situations are, are, are going to happen for sure. Um, but as far as their, their, their free agency situations, do you think they should bring everybody back? Or they can't afford to bring everybody back, can they? Well, yeah, because they're already signed, so you you have the bird rights. Yeah, you do, but if they have bird they rights on Serge. I, I'm pretty sure because Serge was traded to them, and even Mark, Mark was traded to them, so they have bird rights on those two. And obviously, uh, Fred is one of their guys. So yeah, it, it, the thing is, those guys are trying to get paid, right? Everybody's trying to get paid. <laughs> I mean, Fred, Fred, <laughs> Fred definitely trying to get paid. What and what Serge, would be your he what, what would be your priority, though, this summer? Priority? Who, who, who do you bring back between those three guys? What's the, who's the priority between those three guys? Um, Freddie. Freddie, yeah. Between Freddie, um, Mark, Mark and Serge? And Mark and Serge. Freddie. Yeah. Freddie, for sure. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think Mark, Mark is – Mark, if you bring him back, it's for veteran leadership. Yeah. Um, Serge is – yeah. In, in my opinion, Serge is going to ask for a lot of money. Um, and now the question is, whatever you pay him, are you willing to deal with the performance that he's going to bring? Because yeah. the, 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 the thing with the league is you pay them for past performance, hoping that they keep that same energy for the future. Yeah. So often when you take that bet, what happens is you pay them a lot for what it did for you last year, but then you go into the next season and, you know, it's not the same situation. So it's just, now it's just a matter of trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Are you willing to give him, pay him for what he did for you last year? Hoping yeah. that, you know, he does the same for, you know, this upcoming season. Well, because the thing is that I think they, they'll, they'll want to remain competitive because of I don't course. think it's, it's an organization that wants to tank at all. No. Um, They're good with developing. You know exactly. What I mean? like, uh, like, even if let's say they, they can't keep, Fred, you know what I mean, TD, you know what I'm saying, was pretty good, you know what I'm saying, this He's season. He's right there think, waiting, yeah. Yeah, the way Nick Nurse coaches, I think it's not one player dominant, you know what I mean, the ball moves so much that, you know what I mean, I think the guys on the bench, they won a lot of games this past mm -hmm. season, you know what I mean, uh, with the, all the injuries and stuff like that, so I think they're, they'll be right in the mix for the playoffs, and, you know, a few changes, and they might be in the conference finals, you know what I mean, next season. You know what I mean? I wouldn't count them out. You know what I mean? Let's just hope they don't see uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but, but anybody else, I feel like the, 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 the coast, you know what I'm saying, the conference is pretty open, except for Brooklyn. 
it, it's pretty open. And, and, and the thing is, you want to be ready for 2021. Right. Because that's, that's the big, big free agency class. You know, right. you have Giannis, you have Kawhi, you have PG. Um, you have a lot of guys in that class that you could potentially get at. You can attract them with a solid roster. That's a fact. You know, and it's that, like that's basically that's the game plan that you got to have nowadays because how did Brooklyn track KD? Because they had a solid roster with a good they coach. Did. And, yep. you know, they were overachieving for what people thought they were supposed to be doing. Same right. with the Clippers. Uh, that's why they got, that's how they got Kawhi and PG. Um, so if the thing is, to me, I probably wouldn't resign any other two. Like, I, I probably would resign Mark for like a one plus one. Yeah. And the second one is maybe a team option and some sort at a lesser contract. Yeah. And he, uh, I don't think that he minds either because of his age and, you know what I'm saying, where he's heading to. I think he exactly, Exactly. And let Serge walk and try to develop those younger guys, you know. I agree. And obviously, give the money to Freddie because I feel like Freddie is the heir apparent to Kyle. Because yeah. Kyle, after because Kyle is also free agent in twenty twenty one, and I don't know if Kyle is staying. Yeah. So try to get, give Freddie that 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 money, develop TD, uh, develop CB, develop all the other young kids. Right. And try to re, try kind of recreate because then after that, who who comes in into uh, free agency is OG, and you're gonna have that's to be OG. You're gonna have to the way he's been looking. You know, I mean, that's that's a guy that. You know, he's he's a keeper. OG's yep. a keeper. He is. He is. Both sides of the court, you know what I mean? And he's cold. He's, he's cold-blooded. A, a focused young man. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, try to develop those guys because, I mean, for they always build for the short and long-term, that team, where yep. they stay competitive, but it's also looking five years down the line, where are we going to be? Exactly. And I think they're, they're well-built for that and. 2021, if they can attract a, a big free agent, they're back to championship contention. I think so, too. I mean, yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to discuss, because we didn't talk about it last week, man. It's actually something <laughs> we missed on. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, actually. Uh-huh. They hired Steve Nash as the Nash. head coach. Right. <laughs> you know, the original Captain Canada. Right. right. Uh, what did you think about the hiring? So... What, what are your expectations of Nash as a coach? Or do you have any expectations? I don't have any. Uh, just because I've never seen him coach. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I've never seen him coach. I've seen him work out, guys. But, you know what I mean? The, the only positive side of them hiring him is the fact that both uh, Kyrie and KD respects him. Yeah. And, you know, that's half the battle right there. Mm. You know what I mean? When you, you're coaching talent like that. But as far as what he can do, the X and no, um, you know what I mean? I think it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to see. But the the, the the positive thing though is I think he's a player's coach. Um the reason why I said that is because they already messed with him, right? Yeah. So and I think with KD being a basketball genius in my eye, you know what I mean? I think Kyrie's pretty smart basketball player as well. I think together they're gonna collectively build something and help him through the process as well because they've been through a lot and I think they're going to help him. And I think when you have a player's coach, it, it makes the job much, much easier. And I think if they together collectively, they can put it together, you know, I mean, it could be positive. Yeah. Uh, the thing is like, I, I'm always wanted to, to give the chance to, to whoever, like a new guy, you know, give a chance to the new guy because sometimes it's, it's, in this league, it's a lot of recycling of the, the same old names. You know? <laughs> the, a breath of fresh air is always welcome. So the fact that he got the job, I was a little, I was obviously shocked because I was like, man, right. I didn't know this guy. Like, I, I didn't know he wanted to coach. Uh, That's a fact. He's been out there for so damn long. Exactly. Um, so I was like, man, it's a surprise, but it's it's a it's a pleasing surprise because it's like, well, Maybe bring something different, you know. Maybe right. it's a new approach. Maybe you see something in a game that, you know, and the way that he was coached, obviously how then Tony coached them, where he let him, you know, let him rock, but in a different manner. 
and he adjusted yeah. to what he thought could bring a, a, a championship team and maybe from what he learned uh, at his time with the Warriors and so on. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying I have high expectations, right. but it's like you have KD, you have Kyrie, there, there are going to be expectations, incredible right. expectations. For sure, for sure. So you, they lose their first five, and you know it's probably on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he can't lose his first five. Exactly. So I mean, it, it's it's there's going to be high expectations, but the reality is, I think it's going to be just fine because, I mean, everybody's praising him as being this, you know, incredible basketball mind. Right. You have yet to see uh, what he brings to the table, but you know, it's going to be interesting for sure. He's a competitive guy. He was yep. an amazing teammate. He understands the game at a high, high, high level. Exactly. At, at, at a deeper level than most people, I think he's going to be just fine for the job, man. Definitely. You know, and he's Canadian. We got to root for him. Definitely. Yeah, he <laughs> has to be successful, man. Exactly. You know, <laughs> carried that pad for uh, other boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, last, last, last thing. So, predictions for this Final Four. Uh, eat Celtic, Celtics. Nuggets, Lakers, who you got? Um, uh, my heart goes for the Celtics, but my mind is telling me <laughs> the, them Pistons 2.0 heats are probably going to be in the finals. Bad boys from Wake County. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they're probably going to make it to the finals. So Miami in how many games? I think it's going to go the distance. Seven? Go, yeah. All right. Uh, Nuggets, Lakers. Nuggets Lakers, I'll listen. If you would have asked me this five weeks ago, I would have been like, sweet. <laughs> I'm betting against them boys anymore, man. They're going to go the distance and they even got a shot. <laughs> I'm giving them a shot, man. Because the way I seen them moving the ball yesterday, if they do that, if they could do that, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. The, way they were the Lakers the ball, are so much more disciplined than the than the Clippers were. Discipline is nice, but an athlete remains an athlete. And the thing with athletes is they hate ball movements. They're gonna fall asleep. And Joker's <laughs> gonna be right there finding the hole. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I feel you, but I, I just feel like with AD, it's so much harder for any offense to do what they're comfortable doing. Like, if AD, like, they're going to play their big, so AD's probably going to end up guarding Paul Millsap. Okay. Uh, then you probably have Dwight or JaVale. Probably Dwight going to play more minutes than JaVale in this series because he's right. more disciplined defensively. So Dwight on, uh, on Jokic. They're going to pressure Jokic a lot and force him to play one-on-one against, uh, against Dwight. And then probably at the last second contest, whatever he has with with AD, who's probably going to be guarding the, the the worst shooter on their team. So I feel like there are ways where they could really expose those guys. I'm not like there's there's. I'm not saying they will, but I feel like I can't bet against the Lakers no more either, man. I mean, I, listen, I'm not betting against the Lakers. I feel like you Lakers in five or six, honestly. I'm not betting against the Lakers. It's just. I'm tired of betting against Denver and then they keep proving me wrong, so I'm riding with them. That's yeah. the only reason. You know what I mean? I feel like them boys are not punks, man. They're going to come and compete. You know They're what I mean? And, and I think you're right, though. They do have the tools to, to slow them down, for sure, yeah. without a question. I think uh, they have the, the single matchup, but it's just the fact that Joker plays inside out very comfortably. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that makes it scary because that pin down with him curling, if that's the switch – and let's say Dwight ends up on, let's say, a Jamal Murray. That's Cook City. Oh, that's Cook City. Yeah, you know I mean, so that, that's why, like, I'm like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? It's just he's so versatile. Like, that's why I'm like, man, they, they can make it happen, man. But the fact that the Lakers found what they found against Houston with that Davis at the five with, you know, whoever, either their bench guys, so Caruso, uh, Rondo, Cal, right. Morris, or uh, Braun uh, in place of Morris. Right. I feel like that could cause problems because if now you have Davis guarding Jokic, right, then all those switches can happen. They can. You know, and 
I mean, obviously, like the if if Davis isn't on Jokic and if say Kyle Kuzma, then yeah, it's a wrap. And if even it's LeBron, like I like Jokic against LeBron in the post, honestly. Right. But at the same time, on the perimeter, like they're not gonna have that many options, and they're not. I don't think they're gonna be able to target somebody like they targeted Shamit or Lou Will right. in that other series. So right, that's true. That's- hey, listen, man, it could be it could be interesting. I'm not saying. Even if Lakers win, it's not an easy one. I think they're gonna put up a fight. Oh uh, yeah. And like I said, I'm not. I'm just not been against Denver anymore. You know what oh, I mean? No. Like, Every time I go, we we went here with Den uh, with uh, Utah. I was like, man, them boys are out of there. <laughs> they come back and like what? You know what I mean? And then you know they go. You know what I mean? Against Clippers, I'm like, man, they're not gonna do it. And they just dominated the Clippers. They just do it again. You know what I mean? Now they, they got that confidence. They're comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if they start 0-1. They're coming in there with that energy. Like, listen, this is a long-distance run, and we we built for this. Yeah, no, for sure. They, they understand. They really understand it's a marathon. You know, exactly. seven, seven game series, they're going seven. Like, that group has never had a, a series not go seven. All That's their series it's have crazy. gone seven. They're built for it. They're, they're built for that long, long marathon. But in the East, uh, I, I'll go Celtics. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I, I, I feel like, honestly, the biggest thing is they have weapons, more weapons offensively. Right. They have more guys that, can, that you're going to have a harder time to adjust to. Like, I feel like there's a way to limit, like, the Miami guys are really good and they run really good stuff and they can get open shots and so on. But I just feel like at the end of the day, when everybody adjusts, the Boston guys are just ball players. Right. And I mean, so, I agree. I agree. Uh, my only concern is when they ball watch, man. That, that turned yeah. me off a little bit. That's, that yeah. scared me. You know yeah. what I mean? That scared me when – and the thing – that's the problem when you have a lot of hoopers is hoopers tend to ball watch a lot. Yeah. I mean, your turn, my turn. All right, let me yeah. watch you do your thing. Yeah. All right, now you watch me do my thing. And that's – that was not Boston-like. You know what no, I'm saying? No, that, no. that looked more like Clippers-like. <laughs> but, the, but yeah, but the good thing about Brad Stevens, he adjusts. Uh, yeah. Unlike, yeah. <laughs> unlike that's a fact. Uh, some other ones we've seen in the bubble. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, I feel like – Boston in six or seven, but yeah, I feel like Boston just had a slight hedge. But yeah, man, we might, I might, I might, I might be wrong. We have different choices for both. So you have Miami in seven and uh, and Nuggets in seven. Yeah, both game going to seven, man. Distance <laughs> bubble bubble is where amazing happens, man. I, I have Lakers in six and Celtics in seven. Damn, uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. All great matchups, man. All great matchups. This one's gonna be fun, man. Those conference finals, man. Imagine if we get a finals with Miami and Denver. Who, who would have thought? Oh gosh, <laughs> if that happens, now anybody, if whoever bet had a bet on that is a billionaire right now. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> we definitely we didn't see that happening. You know, what oh. I mean, we all had the the powerhouses going to the finals. You yep. know, what I mean, to see that. But that would be amazing too, though. You know what I'm saying? Because I love the way Denver is playing. I love the way Miami's playing. I think all of that is good for the growth of basketball in general, like team basketball. Yeah. Not necessarily have like amazing, you know what I'm saying, like superstars where you only rely on. You know what I mean? Jimmy yeah. is great. You know what I mean? Maul is playing great. Joker is playing great. But they're not the, the high profile, you know what I'm saying, superstars that we're used to speaking of. You know what I'm saying? The the Yanis or the KD or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the, the LeBrons and, and stuff like this. I think it's it's amazing to see, you know what I'm saying, teams like that flourish. Yeah, I, I, and it's going to be a referendum on, on team building, on how right. you build your team. Right. Because both those teams were built from the ground up. Exactly. They made a few moves, mm-hmm. you know, a few trades here and there. A, one free agent pickup. So uh, Denver had got Melsap. The other ones got Jimmy. But aside of that, it's really guys that they drafted, guys that they traded for yeah. a little bit. It's not like something they bought, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like three or four free agents or, you know, right, whatever. Right. And no, you're right. You're right. I, and I that makes it that they're much deeper than the other teams because when right. you draft, like you just get, like you have a roster. And you develop you, it. They develop it. Exactly. From the inside. So. 
I mean, I think I think I, I won't be mad if that was the finals. Don't I wouldn't me. be either. I wouldn't be at all. Like I said, it's great basketball either way. Exactly. You know I mean, just the way the ball moves, the way teams locking up and playing defense. And listen, if you appreciate basketball, man, this is how, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's You're kind of rooting for that finals. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> right, man, it's, it's been fun. You know, uh, we're going to talk again next week. Hopefully yes, uh, we're not done with the conference finals yet and we right. still, we'll still have it going. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully we both read that it goes almost distance. Oh, uh, for sure. We'll talk for sure, but this has been a, a, a great few, uh, few weeks of basketball. And uh, hopefully we get some other ones. Definitely. All right. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace.